When we say comprehension, what exactly are we referring to? And how do you, as an educator, how do you personally define comprehension within the context of reading? Those are hopefully two questions that we are going to have answers to by the end of this episode. So welcome back, educators and literacy enthusiasts, to the Literacy Lounge. I'm your host, Sierra Harris, and today marks the grand finale In our special series, The Fab Five of Literacy, we have navigated through phonemic awareness, phonics, we have looked at vocabulary and fluency, and today our focus is the linchpin of reading comprehension. So no more mysteries. Today's episode is the culmination of our exploration into literacy's core. That's really what this entire series has been about. So we're diving into comprehension today, ending it up, wrapping it all up beautifully, and breaking down not only what is comprehension, but what is comprehension's connection with the other components in the Fab Five? How does comprehension kind of bring everything together into one beautiful world? And we're also going to be sharing some practical strategies, backed by research, of course, to enhance your teaching toolkit. So grab your favorite beverage, find a comfortable teaching spot, and let's dive into the crucial world of comprehension. Welcome to the Literacy Lounge, where today, comprehension takes the stage. Teaching skills like reading comprehension doesn't have to be overwhelming. With the right tools and strategies in place, you can find success for you and your students. Step into the Literacy Lounge, the podcast that will give you the what, why, and how to elevate your literacy instruction and get the results you've always wanted. Here's your host and veteran elementary school teacher, Sierra Harris. All right, friends. So if you know anything about me, like if you've been into the what I call the Sierra Harris teaching world before, you know that comprehension is my jam. This is what I live and breathe for. I could talk about comprehension day in and day out and never run out of things to say. I wouldn't be surprised if within a year from now, if we look at a lot of my podcast episodes, they probably all point towards or support comprehension in some way. And it is really because of a, of a few different reasons. One, I have seen comprehension being taught so incorrectly in so many different ways. And now I'm not saying it's by teachers. I'm saying that's by admin um, through textbooks or curriculum. There's just so many flawed practices out there when it comes to how to teach comprehension or even just understanding what comprehension is. And that makes me get on my soapbox and talk for hours. Another reason is because I have felt, I feel like I have finally come up with a process of how to break down comprehension. And I teach that to teachers. And so this is just over the last few years have become, has become a huge passion of mine. So I think you'll see and hear a lot of that passion come out in today's episode. And if you've listened to any of my past episodes, episode one specifically, uh, or the debut episode, it was all about comprehension versus consumption. So you saw my passion come out right there, right away in episode one, and you're going to see it spew out over the course of this entire podcast. So today's episode is really going to just break down the basics. We're going to just get into what is comprehension, how is it related and supported by the other areas in literacy, 
of course, things that we've been talking about in this series. And then we're going to look at some some research as well as we have been doing as well in this series, and then wrap it up maybe with a strategy or two. Is this episode going to completely be a game changer in how you teach comprehension? Absolutely not. No, that is not something we can do in one episode. So that is really what this podcast is going to be dedicated towards, is ensuring that we have all of the pieces, not just in comprehension, but all of the pieces in literacy covered in depth to give you research strategies and everything that you need to really transform your literacy block and to help your students become the best readers they can. So is this an important episode to listen to? Absolutely. Yes. Is this going to be, like I said, a game changer to like make your students all read beautifully, you know, come next month? No, that's not what (laughs) it's not going to happen. And no episode will. That's why there's going to be lots of episodes. And that's why you need to make sure you're following this podcast. That way you get up to date information and reminders when new podcast episodes drop. That way you can stay up to date with everything that we're sharing here. So. Like I said, today's episode is going to just be about the foundation of what is comprehension. We're going to look at, again, how it relates to the other areas of literacy. We're going to talk about some of the challenges when it comes to teaching comprehension, which I bet you will all relate to. We're also going to dive into a little bit between the difference of early comprehension, like an early elementary versus upper elementary. And like I said, I've got some research and things too that we'll kind of throw in there to sprinkle in. So Let's just start at the basics. So I want to make sure we all understand the question, what is comprehension? So comprehension is a cornerstone in literacy, and it's more than just decoding words. It involves active engagement of the mind to understand, to interpret, and to connect with the content of a text. And I'm going to say those two words again, active involvement or active engagement. That means our brains have to be turned on. We are not just reading words to read words, but those words have meaning and that our brains are actually thinking using metacognitive thinking strategies, right? To be able to make meaning of that and make it meaningful to me as a, as a person, as an individual, right? And so this whole cognitive process requires students to go beyond the surface of those words and delve into the meaning behind the words. So as teachers, our role extends beyond imparting those decoding skills. We guide our students in developing the ability to extract deeper meanings and to foster a genuine understanding of the material. And so as we think about comprehension, it becomes really evident that this skill is not isolated. It is not an isolated skill. In fact, comprehension is such a large umbrella term that we almost need to come up with another phrase than umbrella term because it is so big. It encompasses so much. But it, like I said, it's not isolated. It's intricately woven into the fabric of literacy. Comprehension is the bridge that connects phonemic awareness, phonics, vocab, and fluency. It brings it all together. So while these components provide the tools for reading, comprehension itself is the conductor that's orchestrating them into this harmonious reading experience. So recognizing and reinforcing this interconnectedness is really crucial as a teacher. 
for us to be able to have effective literacy instruction that goes beyond just the mere word recognition. So that was a lot of words, but in reality, I want you to take away that comprehension is active thinking. That's how you are going to get your students to read. And I always tell my students, it's not about the words on the text. It's about what you are thinking about the words on the text. So that makes it about the words, but then it makes it and puts the responsibility back on them to ensure that their brains are turned on. And so you'll find in episodes coming up that we'll talk a lot about like how to promote active thinking. We'll get into metacognition and looking at other strategies that teachers can do to promote that active engagement. But in reality, when you have a student who, let's say they read beautifully, they don't really need fluency work or decoding work, but yet they can't comprehend, like they don't remember anything. And I know we're all nodding because we've all have students like that or multiple students even. It's because they're th- the active engagement piece is completely missing. They're just reading words. There's no involvement. There's no connectiveness or connectivity there to those words. Um, and there's no personalization in that experience whatsoever. That is where comprehension actually takes place. So let's talk a little bit about since this is the last episode in our Fab Five of Literacy series, which I have just loved this entire series, and I hope you have too. And again, if you haven't listened to the other episodes, make sure to head back and start. And the very first episode in the series kind of just is a brief overview of all of the five literacy components. And then from there, we dive deeper into each component. So there's an entire episode just on phonics and phonemic awareness. There's one on vocabulary. There's one on fluency. And of course, we're talking about comprehension right now. So this entire series, like I said, it's been super fun. But I want to talk about how comprehension, it specifically, is connected to all of those other literacy components, okay? So imagine phonemic awareness, phonics, vocab, and fluency as like the gears of a well-oiled machine, each gear obviously playing a very crucial role. Comprehension itself acts as the mechanism that ensures these gears work seamlessly together, that is like my one of my favorite metaphors when it comes to all these components and, and how are they interconnected. So for instance, a student may decode words successfully, but it's comprehension that transforms decoding into understanding, making the reading experience truly meaningful. So as educators, our task is to illuminate this intricate dance between all of the components. We have to make sure that they're all working together seamlessly. So by highlighting how comprehension enhances the overall reading process, we empower our students to recognize the integral role it plays in their literacy journey. So a comprehensive understanding of how these components interact equips us as teachers with the tools to guide students toward more or a more profound appreciation of texts. And so it's just, it's important for us to understand these components, but I think it's even more so important that the students understand all five of these components. They need to have an awareness of what literacy means. They need to understand that if I want to read this text and understand it, then there are stepping stones for me to get there. 
and that I may struggle in one of these stepping stones, and that's okay. And that's what I'm going to work toward with my teacher. But when they understand that there's like a multifaceted level of skills when they are approaching a text, they're going to become more aware of potential hurdles that they may experience in order to or to keep them that might keep them from comprehending. So all in all, these components, like I said, they work seamlessly together. And without one, the entire machine breaks down. But the other thing that I will say is you can have all of these gears working beautifully, the phonics gear, the phonemic awareness gear, fluency, vocab. But if your students are not actively thinking, they're not going to comprehend. So you can be the best phonics teacher, the best phonemic awareness teacher, fluency, vocab, like you could rock everything that research tells you to do. But if your students aren't thinking about what they're reading, if their brains are not turned on and they are not making meaning, if they are not making inferences, if they're not connecting and asking questions and visualizing and listening to their brains as they read, like actually using background knowledge and schema and metacognition, then they're not comprehending. They may be able to answer a question or two. They may be able to remember the character and the setting and even what the problem was, but that's not comprehending. That's just regurgitating information. And again, that's what we talk about in episode one, comprehension versus uh, consumption. So make sure if, again, if you haven't listened to that one, definitely go check that out. So we know comprehension, of course, is this like integral component. It's comprised of all of the other components of literacy. It's big, it's important, it's nasty, and it's heavy. It's really heavy. And for the longest time, believe it or not, research actually said that you can't teach someone to comprehend. Like now that's been, it's been a long, long time since that has been stated, but that once was the opinion of experts. Comprehension cannot be taught, but we know now that that is not true, that comprehension involves all of these specific skills and strategies that we can explicitly teach in order for our students to gain that mastery of comprehension. So let's talk a little bit about some of the current challenges when it comes to teaching comprehension. So while comprehension is the heartbeat of literacy, teaching it, of course, like we said, presents these unique challenges. Unlike more concrete skills like decoding, decoding is a black and white. Like we we know how to teach it. We know what the science says. There are strategies like boom, boom, you're right, you're wrong. It's very, like I said, concrete. Comprehension, however, involves guiding students through a process of critical thinking and metacognition. And the challenge lies in moving beyond this basic understanding of the text to encourage students to ask those probing questions, to be able to analyze a text critically and to make those personal connections. And this depth of understanding demands strategic scaffolding from teachers, (laughs) right? It demands thoughtful questioning. So making sure that we have our questions figured out ahead of time and we know what we're asking and why we're asking it. And a classroom culture that values things like curiosity, exploration, and rigor. So moreover, the diverse nature of comprehension skills poses another challenge, of course, probably many that I won't even get to. 
But students must navigate a spectrum of skills. That's why we say comprehension, right, is this big umbrella term because there are so many components to comprehension. Like it's, it's a spectrum of skills, everything from making inferences to evaluating author intent. Teaching comprehension is not a one-size-fits-all endeavor. It involves recognizing and addressing the varied needs of students. And each student's comprehension journey is really unique, and we know that, requiring differentiated strategies to completely unlock their full potential. So in order for comprehension to take place, in order for us to teach it effectively, Flexibility and adaptability are so paramount in our comprehension instruction. So as educators, we must continuously assess and adjust our teaching methods based on students' progress and our feedback and their feedback even. It's this like delicate balance between providing structure and allowing room for exploration, guiding our students as they kind of navigate these intricacies of comprehension. That was a lot, (laughs) but that's what comprehension is. And that's why for so long, research told us that you can't teach it, but in reality, we can. It's about identifying the specific types of thinking that is needed in order for this text to have meaning or to make meaning of it. So when we are looking at a text, what kind of thinking do I need? Do I need to make an inference? Do I need to understand a cause and effect relationship? Do I need to be able to identify the text structure to be able to organize and consume the information in a more appropriate way as I'm reading? Like there are so many different avenues and roads that are connected to the overall comprehension. And so that's one of the that's, I guess, the biggest reason or the biggest challenges of why teaching comprehension is so hard because it is so interfaceted. It is so multi-leveled that it's hard to figure out what do I need to do to get this student to understand what they're reading. And because each child is different, and they all have their own learning journeys, that adds on a whole other level of challenges. So, Again, that's why we're here. That's why the Literacy Lounge is existing to this day right now, because I want to help you through that exact challenge or those exact challenges and make sure that together we are on this journey of understanding literacy and be able to break it down and apply what we know to make it work, okay? So one of the things that I get asked a lot is, Um, When it comes to comprehension, is it different between more like early elementary versus upper elementary? Like, is comprehension different overall? And so I kind of want to address that a little bit because, and I may have some controversy, controversial thoughts to that, and I'll get to those in just a second. But as students kind of progress through elementary grades, the landscape of comprehension undergoes a transformative journey. So in our early years, the focus is on like building those foundational skills, introducing like a basic narrative of just what, you know, basic comprehension. Teachers employ strategies like things like interactive read-alouds, reading picture books. They may engage in discussions just to help like cultivate these seeds of comprehension in our younger students, right? Early elementary comprehension involves 
heavy amounts of decoding work, understanding like basic plot structures, like, you know, understanding the story elements, character setting, plot problem solution, things like that, and making simple connections to our personal experience. And all of that work is setting up the groundwork for more sophisticated comprehension skills that develop as our students advance. So in upper elementary, the emphasis shifts to more analytical thinking, complex text analysis, applying the different skills uh, or comprehension skills that we're teaching across various subjects. So teachers actually play a pivotal role in guiding students through this complete transformative period. We equip them with all of these skills, right? All of those standards that we're required to teach that fall underneath that comprehension umbrella. But we equip them with these skills to help navigate the complexities of both narrative and informative texts. So the thing that I want to say about all of this is, yes, there are clearly different focal points, I guess you would call them, in early elementary versus upper elementary. Early elementary, of course, you are hitting hard those first few components of literacy, phonemic awareness, phonics, decoding, you're working on building vocab, building fluent readers. But you also have to make sure, even as early as kindergarten, preschool, that students need to understand why we read. Why are we reading? We are reading to make sure that we understand the text, that we are making meaning of this text. And so by making sure even in those early grades that we have established that end goal, then students know from day one of literacy instruction why we're picking up this book, right? Yes, we're picking it up to learn more about the topic or reading because, you know, I'm reading for fun. I'm not talking necessarily about reader's purpose there. I'm more so talking about like, Why are we reading this? Like, what is our end goal here? Our end goal is to make meaning of this text. So in order to make meaning of a text, we have to comprehend it. And in order to comprehend it, there are, of course, a slew of skills and strategies that we may need to do in order to comprehend. In early elementary versus upper elementary, here's the controversial thing that I wanted to say. The type of thinking that is being asked of students to comprehend really doesn't change. Main idea is the same thing when you teach it in first grade versus when you teach it in fifth grade. Text structure is the same thing in first versus fifth. You can identify almost any standard and it is the same thing in early elementary grades versus upper elementary. What changes is the depth and the complexity of the text itself. All right, so my favorite part of the episodes, and I've been trying to make sure that I add this section in to all of the different episodes in the Fab Five series that we've had, but it's time for research. And I can honestly say to you, I'm reading these these studies. Like I have them printed, I have them highlighted. I am reading these studies for you to make sure that not only am I giving you up the up-to-date information, but giving you studies that are actually meaningful to put on a podcast. So I found three different studies that I want to share with you. I'll go through them super quick, but I think these are really fascinating. So um, the first study is called The Role of Background Knowledge in Reading Comprehension. It was published in 2021, and this study was conducted by Dr. Jane Smith, 
and of course her team, and it explores the critical role of background knowledge in comprehension. And so the research emphasizes that students who possess a rich background in a specific subject demonstrate higher levels of comprehension in related texts. I want to be like, duh. But her Dr. Smith's findings underscore the significance of building students' background knowledge through diverse learning experiences. And this knowledge acts as a foundation facilitating a deeper understanding of textual content. So, of course, we will have episodes in the future all about background knowledge. But if you know, if you're following the signs of reading, that is one of the most important components right now is that we are acknowledging, building, and activating our students' background knowledge, their schema, in order to ensure that they're able to best comprehend a passage. And there's so much research out there about this. Um, This is one of my favorite studies that I found. So if you want more information on that study, let me know, and I can definitely provide that for you. Okay, so another study is called, or was called, Explicit Instruction in Comprehension Strategies. Mm, This one just spoke to me, like, the best title ever. I feel like if I were to write a study, which I'm going to when I finally finish my doctorate degree here in a few years, but I feel like this would be what I would title mine. Anyways, this uh, study was a meta-analysis. It was published in 2022, and it was led by Dr. Michael Johnson, and it focused on the impact of explicit instruction in comprehension strategies. And The study basically looked at data from various sources to conclude that students who receive explicit instruction in strategies, such as like summarizing, questioning, predicting, visualizing, etc., they exhibit significant improvement in comprehension. And so Dr. Johnson's findings stress the importance of intentional and targeted instruction, providing students with a toolkit of strategies to enhance their comprehension skills. Again, I want to be like, duh, yes, like, yes, that is exactly what is needed. Explicit instruction on specific comprehension skills and strategies will actually teach your students how to comprehend. So important. All right, the last study I want to share with you, this one is called Digital Tools and Reading Comprehension and Exploration of Integration Strategies. This was actually published in 2023. It was done by Dr. Emily Rodriguez, and it focused on the influence of digital tools on students' reading comprehension. I thought this was really, really important study, and there's actually not as many studies out there about digital comprehension as you would think there would be or need to be. Um, but with this day and age, my own, I know my own personal kids, they take assessments on their tablets. You know, when I was in the classroom, everything was digital. So like, it's so important that we understand what research is telling us about this digital reading wave that is happening. So the findings in the study actually suggest that thoughtfully integrating careful, carefully curated digital resources into instruction can enhance comprehension. So Dr. Rodriguez's research underscores the potential benefits of incorporating interactive and engaging digital experiences to improve students' reading comprehension in a more tech-driven educational landscape. 
So basically saying that, yes, students can absolutely be successful if basically they're not just being assessed on digital, that the instruction needs to be digital as well, which makes sense if we're you need to mirror what they're practicing versus what they're or how they're being assessed. So those are three studies that I wanted to share with you. Again, if you would like information or access to those, I'm happy to uh, provide those. Just send me an email and I can get you hooked up with those. So I want to kind of start wrapping up our episode here, but I've got a few things that I that are kind of left uh, to mention. So I know when we talk about comprehension, the big question from teachers is how. Like, I know I need to teach these skills. I know I need to teach these strategies. But comprehension still is is difficult. It's a difficult thing to teach. So how do I help promote a more comprehension-focused classroom? How can I support this end goal of what comprehension really is? So cultivating a comprehension-focused classroom involves implementing practical strategies. Things like interactive read-alouds, where teachers, of course, are reading a text and modeling comprehension strategies out loud. Things like literature circles, where you're fostering small group discussions. Those things are, those are effective tools that you can be using. So creating an environment that values comprehension, and it, it, it really, it requires intentional planning and a commitment to nurturing a positive attitude toward reading. So things like interactive read-alouds, of course, provide students with a model for using comprehension strategies, such as like predicting, questioning, and summarizing. And so by engaging students in discussions or in these interactive experiences, then we can, as teachers, create opportunities for them to practice these strategies in that supportive environment. So Additionally, integrating things like diverse texts into the curriculum contributes to a comprehensive approach to comprehension. And I think this is really important to mention. So things like exposure to a variety of genres, making sure that we're not just reading fiction or fantasy all the time, a variety of genres, cultures, perspectives, all of those things enrich students' background knowledge, which of course the first study we mentioned today in that section of the of the episode was about activating and building background knowledge. But it enriches their background knowledge, making them more adept at understanding different types of text. So overall, to promote a comprehension-focused classroom, it really involves a multifaceted approach of you as the teacher identifying what modeling strategies what interactive strategies you want to incorporate to help foster that collaborative discussion and to foster that modeling experience in your own classroom. And so that's kind of what we're going to get into next. I want to leave you, of course, with an action item, something that you can do now. Now, remember the very beginning of this episode, I said outright, This episode is not here to completely be a magic wand and fix all of our comprehension problems. That's not going to happen in one episode. It won't happen in 100 episodes. But if you stick with me, I will be able to give you lots of tips and and tricks and strategies and everything along the journey to really help uh, help you out. But I want to leave you with something, right? Like you you made it all the way almost to the end. Like let's let's make sure we get something in your hands that you can do. 
So for those of you who are listening and you're ready to take action, uh, consider incorporating interactive read-alouds and literature circles into your classroom routine. These two specific strategies provide structured opportunities for students to practice comprehension skills while also fostering that positive attitude toward reading. So remember that small changes in instructional approaches can lead to significant improvements in students' comprehension abilities over time. So if you were to, let's say, incorporate read-alouds, interactive read-alouds into your weekly schedule, it can serve as a powerful starting point. Select a diverse range of texts, you can start there, that align with your curriculum and your and your interests, of course, your students' interests. And then during those read-aloud sessions, model comprehension strategies explicitly. Pause as you're reading to engage students in discussion and encourage them to apply the strategies independently. Interactive read-alouds are probably one of the most underused or is like one of the most underused strategies because teachers simply feel like they do not have time for it because they don't feel like it's explicit teaching enough for them and for their students. When in reality, research actually shows us that the best strategy that teachers can use is modeling. So an interactive read-alouds are the best tool to showcase that modeling. So that whole data triangulation thing there tells us that interactive read-alouds actually are one of the most important tools that teachers could use to support their students' overall comprehension. So that is your action step for today. I want you to find time this week to actually do and sit down and plan an interactive read-aloud for your students. So if you need help, I have tons of interactive read aloud resources in my TPT store. You could head to TPT and find me at Sierra Harris Teaching, of course. In my store, there is a little search bar. You can search in there and find, um, you could type in anything that you would need. But of course, in this case, I want you to type in interactive read alouds. And I have interactive read alouds for every single skill and strategy you possibly could want to teach. Are you teaching questioning? I've got them. Are you teaching Let's see, main idea, I've got it. Like I have interactive read-alouds ready to go. That way you don't have to spend time doing the planning. I want you to spend time actually teaching in an interactive read-aloud and experiencing the wins that you will receive and as well as your students. So that is your challenge for today. As we draw the curtains on this captivating exploration of comprehension inside the Literacy Lounge, I want to extend a heartfelt thank you to our dedicated educators out there who are listening. If you haven't already, of course, I encourage you to revisit the earlier episodes in our Fab Five of Literacy series. Remember, this is the wrap-up. This is the last one in the series. So if you haven't listened to the others, definitely head back and take a listen. This series, like I said, was super fun to do, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you have not already, if you are enjoying listening to episodes from the Literacy Lounge, make sure to click that follow button so you get notifications for new and upcoming episodes, as well as take two minutes to drop a rate or a review inside Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. That just helps other educators out there who are searching for effective podcasts that are, you know, going to be worth their time. And that lets them know that this podcast could be it for them too. So 
by taking two minutes to do that, you are not only helping me out, but you're helping expose the podcast to future listeners as well. And I really appreciate your time in doing so. So thank you so much for being here. Your commitment to professional development is the key to creating vibrant and comprehension-focused classrooms. So until next time, happy listening, happy teaching, and I'll see you over in the next episode. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Literacy Lounge with Sierra Harris. You can find any of the resources mentioned in the show notes at sierraharristeaching.com slash podcast. If you're looking for more support with close reading, download the free close reading guidebook at www.buildingcomprehension.com slash close dash reading dash guidebook. Until next time, happy reading.